Well, I can't help but think that Brent Venables dropped a hint for us today for the 2024 recruiting class. Maybe he even dropped a future cast for the uh, lone remaining target on the recruiting board for the 2024 class. I don't know. Judge yourself. But Brent said today in San Antonio, uh, we'll look to sign, give or take, around 27 high school players. Parker, that's a pretty specific number, isn't it? 27 high school players? Not 25, not 30, not close to 30. 27 was the number that he said. And well, OU has 26 committed scholarship players right now. 26. And we think that Eddie Pierre-Louis could be the only player left on the board, potentially, for OU in the 24 class. He commits in, what, eight days now? I, I don't know. Maybe Brent Venables dropped a crystal ball and a future cast today at the press conference in San Antonio. 27 is a specific number. Maybe he thinks they're going to get EPL in eight days. That is the scuttlebutt right now. That is the scuttlebutt. That's my expectation. That's what I think will happen. And that would be, you would presume, the final take in the 2024 class for Oklahoma. And if you can get your whole class locked down before signing day on December 20th, you're chilling, Tyler. Second year. I mean, everybody signed in the early signing period last year, with the exception of Taylor Heim, who was a lady Val. The Sooners didn't start recruiting him until January. But, of course... You had the drama at the end with not only Peyton Bowen, but to Celia Kana, a renewed push to try and flip DJ Hicks from Texas A&M. There was a lot going on on early signing day last year. And if EPL does indeed commit to Oklahoma on December 15th, there's going to be a, I would imagine, thoroughly drama-free signing day I, on the precipice. It's not... I I would be very surprised if it was anything remotely close to last year. Now, last year's probably a bad comparison because I don't know if we've ever experienced a signing day and a day after quite like that one, just that 48-hour period. Jeez. But this year, I think you're right, man. It's going to be pretty calm, and we're 13 days away from it, less than two weeks until the early signing period. And if you get Eddie Pierre-Louis in eight days, then you're going to have your – class pretty much put together by the time you get there in in 13 days so I I guess really the only question for the 24 class in 13 days is Eddie Pierre-Louis a part of the class or not because once Levy took the job to Mississippi State and you had an initial decommit that didn't sound like it had anything to do with the offensive coordinator leaving Uh well is anyone else on decommit watch who else is on decommit watch boy it didn't feel like anyone else is on decommit watch now does it Two weeks until signing day. No, it does not. And several on the text line are asking about Dominic McKinley, whom the Sooners are still trying to flip from Texas A&M. And is it a possibility? Yes, but Texas A&M is doing all they can to keep McKinley in the boat. They're hosting him for a second official visit this upcoming weekend, which a program can do if they have a coaching change. You can host a kid on a second official visit. So the Aggies, I'm like, basically, here's where I stand on it. Is it an impossibility that Oklahoma flips Dominic McKinley? Absolutely not, but that's just not something you can count on right now. No. Uh, same thing with Terry Bussey. Uh, OU's still in contact there. The staff turnover could have ramifications on whether or not Bussey ends up locking in with Texas A&M on signing day, putting pen to paper. But even so, if he were to decommit, you'd have to duke it out with LSU in that case. 
Remember when we thought at one point, this is like all the way back to the summer, and so much can happen in a short period of time in recruiting. But remember back in uh, June, July, it felt like LSU wasn't in a good spot to land a five-star defensive lineman from their own state. Remember that? Remember that time? That was it felt thing. like LSU was fourth or fifth, and it was true at the time. And well, we'll, we'll see if they can come back around this time around and land a uh, big time, big time in-state prospect. But 13 days till signing day in the class uh, EPL. Uh, Feels pretty good, like OU feels good about where they sit right now. And I'm going to guess, after the in-home visit this past weekend, and wasn't the commit date released pretty quickly after? It was. Soon after? The, the day, was there. maybe two days after? That doesn't always mean, hey, the most recent visit, in-home visit, you know, went your way. But a, a lot of times it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good sign. So I, I just wonder if OU already knows what the, what the decision's going to be here. Uh, coming up in eight days. Just wonder if OU already knows. And I need to go to the Futurecast page to see if Britt Venables has officially logged his uh, his Futurecast for Eddie Pierre-Louis. I need to I need to go and look at that after what he said today. Now, uh, UCF is going in home with EPL tomorrow. So, yeah, it feels, feels good uh, for Oklahoma final right twist now. and turn. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you weren't going to get all the way to the finish line without one last hurdle to clear, and that is it for EPL, is that in home with UCF tomorrow. So you can get through that and still feel pretty good about Eddie Pierre-Louis locking in with Oklahoma. Then, like, if you can get clear this UCF in home, it feels like you're home free. Talking a lot about offensive linemen this time of the year, right? Um, Eddie Pierre-Louis in the 24 class. And, oh, you got to commit last night via the transfer portal. That they 5.59. Hayes Fawcett tweeted, tweeted that out. Right as soon as we were going off the air. Didn't even get a chance to talk about it. 5.59. The tweet was sent out. Spencer Brown, Michigan State offensive lineman. Uh, right tackle. 25 starts there in East Lansing. One year of eligibility remaining. And any time I see someone transfer with one year of eligibility remaining, I think, oh, we can almost um, not even pencil in, but maybe in uh, fine ink put Spencer Brown as one of the starters next year on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean. Probably a pretty good chance that that's going to happen. That's my expectation. But even so, Bill Biedenboe is very, very good at making sure he has options at his disposal if something falls through. Right, for instance – Savion Bird starts the season at left guard. He gets injured. Level of play diminishes a little bit. Halfway through the season, boom, throw a true freshman in there, and he's just mauling dudes down the stretch. Or, I mean, consider the Sooners brought Walter Rouse in to play right tackle. If, Or, I'm sorry, left tackle. Yeah, left tackle. It was Tyler Guyton at right tackle. I get those two confused all the time. Uh, you, you brought in Walter Rouse to play left tackle. If... Walter Rouse hadn't panned out at left tackle or hadn't been ready for whatever reason. He had labrum surgery in the offseason. You know, if for whatever reason that doesn't work out, well, you got Jacob Sexton sure. there on the second string, more than capable of being a starter. So, yeah, I think it's the safe expectation that Spencer Brown is a starter next year. But also, I think Bo is going to do what he needs to do in terms of recruiting and development and portal acquisitions to make sure that – he doesn't have to pigeonhole one guy into a, sparting, uh, into a starting spot before he has any idea what he's going to look like. Good point. Good text from the 580. The last name Brown has done a good job of playing offensive tackle at Oklahoma. 
Uh, Jamal Brown is who they're referencing there, in case you don't know. Uh, Spencer Brown wore number 58 at Michigan State. Upon hearing that, yes, uh, Spencer Brown is going to need to change his number to number 55 at the University of Oklahoma. If you're going to have the same last name, if you're going to play on the offensive line, I am requesting that Spencer Brown also wear number 55, like uh, like the uh, the All-American Brown that played before him, Jamal Brown. Just, oh, I was thinking Orlando Brown. Or Orlando Brown, too. He could, what, 78 was Orlando Brown? So yep. Zeus. You, you could do uh, you could choose between either of those. I'm going to say 55 though, since his number was already 58. Everyone's having uh, fun with the name Pooh, by the way. P O O H. There's a H on the end of this one, and that is one of the newest offers in the transfer portal. Pooh Paul, also known as Chris Paul Jr. Pooh is the nickname there. Uh, he is out of the University of Arkansas. And I know he's got some other offers, South Carolina. He's one of those dropping a a lot of the offers that he's getting right now. Any initial thoughts, even though the offer hasn't gone out for more than 24 hours right now, on uh, Pooh Paul or Chris Paul Jr., whichever one you'd like there? I mean, initial thoughts, he's a good player. Um, He's not Danny Stutzman. Nobody is. At least nobody in the portal is. But it'd be a valuable addition for Oklahoma and a guy that would be capable of coming in and starting again, not necessarily somebody you have to count on starting because you do expect that Jaron Canick's going to improve this off season. Kip Lewis is going to improve this off season. Lewis Carter and Samuel Masiga are going to take a jump. You still got Kobe McKenzie in the mix. So uh, linebacker is a position of need as far as experience goes, but there's plenty of talent in that room such that if you if worst comes to worst and you miss on Poopal and for whatever reason all the other top flight linebackers in the portal have no desire to come and learn from Rent Venables, I don't know why they wouldn't, but I guess it's a possibility. If that happens, I think you're content, maybe not explicitly confident, but you're okay with rolling into 2024 with the linebacker group you got. Will it suck to not have Stutzman in the mix? Absolutely. But all things considered, it could be a heck of a lot worse than could the be. athletes you have in that group right now. Uh, says Chris Paul Jr. is going to Ole Miss as a text from the 405. I think he's visiting Ole Miss this weekend is what I saw before the show today. I don't think it's already been decided that he's going to Ole Miss, but it's, it looks like he's going to visit there this weekend. Monster Truck Guy says, I can't wait to be winning with Pooh. <laughs> that is monster truck guy on the uh, on the text line and guy that promised us the case of Olipop if Rattler is drafted by the third round says if Hicks hits the portal then I'd assumed it will be after the bowl game I'd assume there will be a big wave of kids hit after the portal after bowl games due to NIL obligations yeah like the initial wave of the portal uh-huh. was like the week before and the day of, and then going on into this week as well, the next big wave is going to be after um, after a lot of these bowl games are finished for sure. And like portal losers, Texas A and M is definitely a portal loser right now. I'll, I'll tell you, like Florida's losing a lot of players as well. And I'm not just talking about um, Chris McClellan, Tre- Trevor Etienne. They've had like 14 players hit the portal already, and that was of two hours ago, so I may be missing one or two in those. A&M in Florida, if ESPN wants to continue to use the word Exodus, that's who they should be using that word for, Bingo. A&M in Florida, not OU. Bingo. A listener in the 580 who is apparently tuning in via Internet Explorer says, just heard Danny Stutzman is not coming back. Huh. 
Is he declaring for the draft or going to the transfer portal? Well, if he's not coming back, he will be declaring for the NFL draft. He will not be going to the transfer portal. But, yes, obviously the news is out there that Danny Stutzman has had a conversation with Brent Venables and told him, hey, I think I'm going to the NFL. So that's that. Um, you know, is what it is. It's It hurts. It sucks. But if there is a silver lining there, it definitely seems, it appears, it feels like, based on some conversations I've had the last few days, that Billy Bowman is going to be back. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 405, poo, loose off that henny, <laughs> which if you listened at all yesterday, or have uh, monitored uh, Twitter over the past, what, 48 hours, you probably get that reference. And uh, good point by the 405. Ohio State is losing a lot as well. Uh, they are. Maybe not as much as A&M and, and Florida at this point, but you could throw Ohio State in, in that mix for sure. Florida and A&M are the two programs, though, that are losing starters. Yeah. Like, they're losing guys who actually contribute Seriously. meaningfully. Yeah, Ohio State's Ohio State's going to find a quarterback next yeah, year. I don't have doubt about that. And Kyle McCord, where's he? Where's he going? Where's he leaving Ohio State for? Nebraska is where he's playing next year. So I, I, he's not ending up in a better spot than uh, you know. That that normally tells you something. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So rivals updated their rankings. They're two fifty. What two days ago? And now they're looking at the best position groups. In the 2024 class, the OU defensive line class, the OU defensive line hall, ranks rather high. We'll tell you where exactly coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on The Ref, we're the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, The Ref Army as well, listening nationwide. Gray Bull, Wyoming is tuned in via the free KREF app today. Mitchell, South Dakota, Round Hill, Virginia, Burlington, Kentucky, Olathe, Kansas, Sarasota, Florida, Paris, Texas. Small town of the day. I was skeptical that this one was going to make the list. I I didn't know. Blanchard, Oklahoma is our small town of the day. I had to check the population. 9,225 as of 2021. Barely made it. So I don't know. The most... The most recent update, that's two years old, could be over 10,000 now. Blanchard, small town of the day, and what they won a state championship last week uh, as well. They did, upset over Wagner. There you go. Affordable Door Company is bringing you the Ref Army locator, locator where they do residential garage doors, commercial garage doors, service and repair, and garage door openers as well. Affordable Door Company, affordabledoor.net. All right, a few things going on in the portal in college football uh, Toriano Pride is heading to Missouri. Don't think that that's a, a huge surprise there, uh, but that's Mizzou bound. Jeff Grimes, the former Baylor offensive coordinator, who I think a lot of people have respect for, is heading to Kansas. Nice little hire there for uh, KU. I know he just got let go at Baylor, but a lot of people are saying, is that the right move that Baylor needed to make? Jeff Grimes headed to uh, Kansas. Uh, talked about Florida being hit by the transfer portal. Looks like Manny Diaz is going to be the next head coach at Duke. And I, I wanted to take just one second to give a uh, round of applause to a fantastic career, a Hall of Fame career. And I don't know if this is official yet, but it was thought that um, the press conference today at Owasso was going to be about Bill Blankenship retiring. And that's what it is. Multiple state championships. Uh, just an incredible tenure as a high school football coach, as a college football coach as well. This state salutes you, Bill, uh, from all of us here at the Ref. I think I speak for everyone. 
fantastic career, and thanks for uh, everything you did for high school football. Awesome, awesome, awesome career. Jordan Seaton, five-star. I'll mention this, too. Jordan Seaton, the five-star offensive lineman who we talked about at one point, did commit to Colorado. However, I guess there's a thought that even though he just committed to CU, that he still might take an Oregon visit before we get to uh, the early signing period. So the madness of that one's not slowing down anytime soon. I'm just glad we can stop getting questions about, is OU in the mix for Jordan Seaton? No, they never were. They never were. That was always going to be about the biggest bag. And so, uh, A, it makes sense why he committed to Colorado. B, it makes sense why the school that's being talked about as the, as the one with the potential to flip him is Oregon. Didn't uh, Wasn't he scheduled at one point, like midway through the year? Maybe it was the, the UCF game. I can't remember which game. Wasn't he supposed to make it to Norman at one point, and then he canceled and ended up going to Tennessee, something like that? But he was, it, at least uh, for a small amount of time, content on the show. But he's committed to Colorado, and there's already a thought that he might go to Oregon at, at some point. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, what's going on there. Cherokee Sooner says Kyle McCord got paid $8 million by some corn farmer <laughs> to go play for the Huskers. Kyle McCord probably has, think about it this way. Kyle McCord has 11 career wins as a starter. How long has it been since Nebraska football has had 11 <laughs> wins as a program? Five. How, how long has it been since they had a starting quarterback who won 11 games in Nebraska over the course of their career? I don't think Adrian Martinez did it. Well, it'd have to be Eric Crouch, right? Uh, Adrian Martinez might have. He started there for four oh, years. Oh, you're talking about, okay, career starts. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you there. I, I was thinking about just one season. Yeah, probably. Kyle McCord going to have more wins than anyone else on the team when, uh, when, he, uh, when he gets to Lincoln. No, but uh, Rivals came out with their new rankings just uh, a couple of days ago, and now they're looking at each position group, uh, which classes have the best quarterback room, you know, running back class, wide receiver class. OU's got, the, um, OU's got the number four, if I can find it here, number four uh, defensive back class, according to Rivals, but really the most important one is they've got the number two defensive line haul in all of the 2024 class. The only thing is they put out the graphic, and there is an Alabama logo where it says Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm sure that's, that's gone over uh, quite well, the Alabama logo where the OU logo should be. Yeah, of course, there were plenty of people quote-tweeting that edit and saying, where's Oklahoma? Because, you know, it's easy to glance at that edit and just see whatever it was, Miami – Oregon, Ohio State, and then you see the Alabama logo. And so unless you're, like, really scrutinizing that edit, you don't realize they're talking about Oklahoma and not Alabama. So, yes, that was uh, that was a costly mistake on the part of whoever made that graphic. Number two D-line class, David Stone, Nigel Smith, Danny Okoye, Jaden Jackson, James Nesta, Wyatt Gilmore, the players uh, that Rivals includes on the list. So number two, Miami at one. OU at two, Oregon at three, Ole Miss at four, Georgia at five. Too high, too low, dead on balls accurate for OU having the second best defensive line haul in uh, all the 24 class. Is it pretty dead on, or do they have a case at number one over Miami? I don't think they have a case at number one. I think Miami, the haul that they have put together, they're pretty clearly number one. They are ranked appropriately. Is Oklahoma ranked appropriately? Sitting there at number two? I think so. I think that's fair. Well, it just goes to show, and I think the the two position groups where OU was ranked in the top five was the defensive back class, which 
was top five, and the defensive line class that was ranked number two. They had the number five defensive back class. I said four earlier. Five defensive back class, two defensive line class. So it kind of stands to say like, the defensive line hall is the best, single best position group of this 2024 class. And we've thought that for a while now. Um, but it looks like the major services agree. Like this OU class is good, but its defensive line hall is the best that it has to show for. And pretty good time for that to be the case rolling into the SEC next year, if I do say so. Yeah. Now if you can go land a couple big fish, make a couple splashes via the portal, and Chris McClellan is now officially in. So you got one. You got one that's officially in. You go make a couple splashes, bring in a couple big-time defensive tackles. Oh, you'll be playing SEC caliber ball in the trenches next year. 405, how many guys are left on the roster that TBOW recruited? Oof. It's, mm, man. I guess you can maybe add one in a weird way. If you were to somehow bring Rocket Sanders on campus, he was uh, recruited by the old staff as a linebacker. We talked about that yesterday. And, of course, Rocket Sanders two years ago had a really good year at Arkansas, banged up this year. But technically that could be added to the list if, if that one works out. So let's think. It's only, like, the only guys uh, – they're probably – I would say 10 to 12. I would have to compile a complete list, but probably only 10 to 12 guys, if that, left on the roster, or the, I guess that will be on the roster come spring that Mule Shoe would have recruited. Uh, Sooner Recluse says Stutz could come back if he doesn't like his draft grading, correct? I think that is the rule, but it feels like the decision has, um, feels like the decision has been made here for, for Danny Stutzman. So if you want to get your hopes up, that's that's fine. That's your your right to do so. I just I think the decision's been made, and I wouldn't be shocked, Parker, if he doesn't even play in the bowl game. With the NFL being the next step for him, uh, if he's not already, I could I think he could be soon uh, be getting ready for for the NFL draft coming up. Yeah. Now uh, Jeff from OKC says saw some Spencer Brown clips. That guy got some nasty in him. Yeah, I mean if Bill Bedenboe is hitting you up via the transfer portal. You're no scrub, that's for sure. Uh, listener in the 512 says, which of these players could slash will likely be back? J.J. Hester, L.V. Bunkley-Shelton, Davis Bevel, Phil Pia, Trace Ford, Connor Neer, McCade Mattawyer, Woody Washington. So all of those guys, except for McCade Mattawyer, can return. The one from that list that I don't expect to return, other than McCade Mattawyer, would be Woody Washington. Correct. I think he's gone to the NFL. And and we're there, there's a lot of times where you can you know follow the offers, I guess, and, and you can see before we know for sure what's going to happen with certain players based on who they're offering in the transfer portal, you can yep. kind of tell what they think and they're offering corners in the in the portal right now. They're not offering portal corners if Woody Washington is coming back. Correct. You have no reason to offer portal corners if Woody Washington is coming back. 405, I believe that the NFL grades have already come out according to Dylan Gabriel. That's why he's in the portal and not in the draft. Yep. Yeah, he said as much uh, a couple of days ago. And there's starting to be predictions now for Dylan Gabriel to uh, to end up at Oregon. Uh, I love it. I love it. We should have bet on it three days ago, man. We should have. When Oregon was like plus 400. Gosh. Missed opportunity there. Really a missed opportunity. We could be a lot richer today. Alas, we are not. 
Yeah. Uh, 402, you said Chris McClellan was in. Did I miss the edit? Has he been offered? I haven't seen him commit yet, right? <laughs> yes, no, he has not committed yet. <laughs> he has not committed yet. But he has yet, been in the portal for he, about three hours. He's in the portal, and he's already tweeted out that OU has – that may have been his first – because it's almost like recruiting again for these guys. Like they're tweeting out the offers that they're getting. Yeah. And – if OU wasn't the first, they were certainly one of the first. They were one of the first. That the uh, first. Chris McClellan uh, tweeted out like, hey, Oklahoma offered. I think the first was actually Florida State. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, uh, he, he won't be the highest ranked defensive tackle or defensive lineman, whatever, in this, in this portal cycle. But he is one that um, OU's clearly going to want to pursue. And they've, they've already offered him. Didn't, didn't take long for, for that to happen with. Uh, okay, 405-651-3439. 903, is OU going to kick the tires on the Florida running back? You are talking about Trevor Etienne. I heard you say earlier that looks like Georgia or LSU. Yeah, I'd lean Georgia right now if I were to guess where Trevor Etienne ends up. That, Based on the, some of the intel I have on that kid, it's Georgia or LSU, and the the one he's favoring at the moment is Georgia. By the way, uh, OU is down to number nine in the rankings uh, via rivals. So eight yesterday, nine today. But hey, EPL to the rescue. They're not that far behind getting back to uh, six, seven territory. And EPL, the number 28 overall player nationally. Here's the thing uh, all year long, really all year long, OU's highest ranked class has been on rivals. That's where their highest ranking has been. Uh-huh. Now on the 24-7 composite rankings, they are number eight. So, Eddie Pierre-Louis will definitely help out that rivals ranking, and uh, he's committing in eight days. If he so chooses to uh, to pick OU, coming up at 3 p.m. in eight days. But like you said, that UCF home visit is uh, happening soon. All right, we'll get to the text line. So much college football portal, Cruton to get to. We'll do it all next, right here on The Ref. Transfer portal updates are brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. That's 405-831-8222. Brent Swift will come personally look at your home, Swiftco Roofing and Construction. For the third consecutive day, at least so far, uh, no portal entries from the side of OU. That really all happened on uh, Monday of this week. Tuesday, no. Wednesday, no. Thursday, so far. Uh, no, no, uh, no, as well. Any rumors or offers from from outgoing players? Like ESPN has their list. Like as more and more players enter in the portal, they like uh, lengthen out their top. It was a top twenty earlier this week. It was a top forty yesterday. Now it's a top fifty. And you haven't seen. I guess Dylan Gabriel's the only outgoing player ranked in that top fifty. He's number two right now. But I haven't seen anyone else on that list. But any rumors or offers out for anyone leaving? A Key Lawrence, a Hollywood Smothers, any of those guys? Key Lawrence is visiting Ole Miss this weekend. I know Florida is toying with the idea of bringing in Dalen Smothers. They like him. And then Tawi Walker is going to end up at a P5 destination too. I know that much. Likely somewhere in the Big Ten. He seems like a he seems like a Big Ten running it back, fits, does he not? Doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Uh, and not just one particular Big Ten school, multiple uh, Big Ten schools. It feels like he would fit, and, and that that's not a, a shot at all. I just you know his 
he, he had some production this year for sure. I, there were definitely times this season where you thought and it felt like he was the number one back. So uh, best of luck to him. Sooner Gary says, does Reggie Pearson have any eligibility left on Twitter the other night? His dad was tweeting about him being stuck whatever that means, and he is loyal to those that are loyal to him. Sounded like he was pretty upset about how something is going. Curious if you guys had any info on that. Does that go back to the Senior Bowl it does. stuff that they're uh, uh, frustrated about? It does. That's what it's about. It's about the Senior Bowl, yeah. not about OU. Reggie Pearson's done. Uh, he has no eligibility remaining. Still surprised that Dylan Gabriel didn't get a Senior Bowl invite. Unanimous, all Big 12 selection. Number eight all time in passing yards is just, I don't know, I found that strange. I would not have guessed that that was going to be the case. 918, has OU offered Tawi Walker to return from his video tweet a couple of a days ago to the response he got from DeMarco Murray? It has me wondering. Uh, no, I would not expect uh, Tawi Walker to return. Has has OU offered Ta? Well, I think if OU's plan was to ever offer Tawi Walker, then maybe the decision to hop in the portal would be different. But I think Demarco Murray is probably just showing support when he uh, quote tweeted what Tawi put out uh, what yesterday, two days ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, by the way, off topic. Have you seen the photos circulating of Mule Shoe doing in-home visits with recruits? I actually haven't. I'm surprised that I, I haven't because normally that gets retweeted on my timeline. I swear he has aged 15 years since he left Oklahoma. The 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 hairline's fallen back oh, even f- just, further. Oh, well, he yikes! Just, he does not look good. It's is it, not is just it hair plugs time it's not for just that guy? Hairline either. Like everything about him looks gaunt and decrepit. It's like oh. This is not the same man that was Oklahoma's head coach. Two years has taken a portal, or has taken a, uh, well, has taken a, a portal on him potentially. But as, uh, we, we need the side by side photos of when he took the USC job. When, remember all the weird stuff that they did initially? Like the band was in the background on the, just, they just did some weird things when uh-huh. he was hired. Close ups of that time, a little over two years ago to now. I, I bet, I bet the, uh, the guy looks quite different. And just not, killing it right now in recruiting what is he he's uh like 19 20 i think um with this recruiting class something like that he's gonna have to have a massive portal haul uh with next year's schedule lost city sooner says the smog in la is not good for you which and cherokee sooner said the exact same thing it's all that smog in la by the way uh, we mentioned it yesterday, but Muleshoe did get off to a rocking start as far as his portal hall is concerned. Big-time addition of former Michigan State long snapper Hank Pepper. You know, just they shored up all their weaknesses this offseason already with the long snapper. Just really, really happy for that guy. Hopefully the long snapper can also play defensive line or uh, tackle somebody because they, uh, they, they need that one as well. Okie Tom says, whoop-de-doo. Muleshoe just acquired a long snapper out of the portal. Major win. Uh, the kid had eight tackles and might lead USC in tackles next season. Yeah, seriously. Frisco Sooner says, sorry if I uh, sorry if I missed anything earlier, but we'll owe you offer Trevor Etienne. Are they going to be one of the many that offers Trevor Etienne, or do they have their sights set on other running backs uh, in this in this portal class, including Sam Franklin, who they've already offered out of Tennessee Martin? Yes, they have running backs that they have their eyes on, both guys that are currently in the portal and guys who are not yet in the portal. So, again, 
I do not think Trevor Etienne ends up a Sooner. I believe he is most likely a Georgia Bulldog, possibly an LSU Tiger, but more than likely a Georgia Bulldog. I don't think Oklahoma will be the spot for him. Uh, from the 918, Muleshoe has been up every night protecting his family from intruders. <laughs> nice. What was it? The uh, alpha male stuff right there. What was it? The black Escalade? What, is, is that what they uh-huh. saw circling in front of the house? Too many of those out in L.A. Just, just really making him nervous. Still can't believe that crap. Back By the way, I, in the aftermath of Danny Stutzman's well, I shouldn't say announcement because he hasn't announced anything. But the news that Danny Stutzman is looking at entering the NFL draft. I was looking back through my photo archive of Danny Stutzman through the years at Oklahoma, and I found a picture from his freshman year. He's walking off the field after one of Oklahoma's home wins. I think it was uh, the win over Nebraska. And he's got his arm draped around Clark Strat. Oh, no. So, that instantly wow. – that's – that gets you from a second-round grade to a fifth-round grade. Don't let that photo surface. Don't let – I mean, when you're in front of teams at the Combine, you're going to have to answer that. What are you doing with this guy? We just knocked you down. We just knocked you down to a fifth-round projection after, uh, after seeing that photo. Uh, 402 from the state of Nebraska. Muleshoe going after Will Howard. All's you need to know on what he thinks about Malachi Nelson. It's still, man, yeah. it's one of the – it may be the most strange potential fit to think about uh, so far this portal season of Will Howard running the USC offense next year potentially. That's just that's you just can't hard beat for him, me to join him. Can't beat Kansas State. I go guess. snap their quarterback. I Maybe Muleshoe's new plan is to shorten games. He he was really trying to shorten the games late in the year when he was getting dominated by Notre Dame and Oregon and Washington and UCLA at the end of the year. That's just that that fit is. I, I don't know. That, that, one's, that one's hard for me to envision. Um, but speaking of Will Howard, this is huge news for Kansas State. And they needed some good news to happen. Avery Johnson, the quarterback, has announced that he will be staying at Kansas State. Now, he's changing his jersey number from number 9 to number 2. That was a, a part of the release. But that's big news for Kansas State that they're keeping Avery Johnson there after losing their offensive coordinator, Colin Klein. So... Best of luck to Chris Kleiman and company. But you, you at least have your quarterback sticking around. With as much as K-State invested into getting Avery Johnson to campus in the first place, they weren't going to let him go. Yeah. They were going to do whatever it took to make sure that didn't happen. Um, any uh, any thoughts from the press conference today with Brents? You know, he, he was asked about you know, Dylan Gabriel and that whole situation, and he said the decision hasn't been made up of you know whether he's going to play in the bowl game or not. I wouldn't expect anything different because Jed Fish was literally sitting right next to him. <laughs> and I guess if you can somewhat you know keep up the, the mystery of who's going to be the starting quarterback, you do. But there's no way that Arizona and Jed Fish really think that Dylan Gabriel's going to start and play in that bowl game. I, I just I, I I'm sure he's sitting there thinking, yeah, we're we're prepping for Jack the Donald height of here. gamesmanship would have been Brent coming out and saying. Yeah, we're planning on Davis Bevel starting the Alamo Bowl for <laughs> yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, Jed Fish would have had a smile on his face there at the press conference if uh, if that would have happened. Uh, okay, 405-651-3439. Monster truck guy again. Muleshoe's hairline is as cooked as his brisket. Man, you guys are all over him today. Uh, one final segment of Locked In coming up next right here on The Ref. Final segment locked in with McComas and Thune. How did the comment last hour, how did that go over on the text line, by the way, of Caden McFarland saying that Texas is a uh, ahead of uh, Oklahoma as a program? It was about what you would expect. 
Some people were going, oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Texas is a step ahead of Oklahoma, at least. And some were like, where'd you see that game at the Cotton Bowl? And to be clear, my opinion on it is, I I think Oklahoma and, on te- and Texas are on very equal footing. I don't think one is substantially further ahead than the other. Yeah, I'm, now I, I think Texas was playing better football at the end of the year. Does that make them a better program or a step a- ahead of the program? No, I, I don't think so, but... We'll see what Texas does in a playoff, and clearly it's their best year since Colt McCoy was there. But how many times did this this year did we look at Texas and say, golly, man, they're just not – they don't look like some great team. I, I mean, if not for a bad call at Houston, maybe Houston beats them at home. Kansas State had multiple opportunities to win in Austin, so I just – I know Texas is in the playoff, and by that logic, yes, Texas had a better season. They they won the conference. They're in the playoff. Do I think that they're like miles ahead of a program? I, I don't think so, but I, I, I figure, though, that was that did not go over too well on the text line. Maybe I should put it out on our Twitter page to keep the momentum going. Oh, boy. How do you think that would go over? It would drive interaction, that's for sure. KANBA says, hearing you guys rattle off OU's recruiting rankings confuses me. I could swear I heard somewhere you can't recruit to OU. Yeah, I heard that uh, a couple of years ago. How's that been going? OU with some of its highest ranked classes in the uh, modern era. I don't think this one's going to be included in that, but it's going to be your best defensive line class that you've had in the modern era. Things are going all all right. What has Muleshoe accomplished? Uh, Like, non-Caleb Williams related via the portal or via recruiting that Oklahoma hasn't he dropped an enormous bag for Bear Alexander that's pretty much it and he got a long OU has not gotten a long snapper uh, via the portal oh, so he's, he's he's done that mule shoe one BV zero so your move BV what are you gonna do um I asked yesterday during the rush hey all these players in the transfer portal who do you most want, OU fans? If you could have one player in the portal or in the portal this uh, this offseason, who would you want? The answer will not surprise you. And it's a guy that's not in the portal uh-huh. uh, yet. DJ Hicks! We want DJ Hicks! Jalen Conyers got some votes, which I, I, uh, I, I'm down for that. Really help out your tight end position. Jalen Conyers is a good player, but make no mistake, priority number one, or at least number one on the wish list for the fan base is uh, is is DJ Hicks, the player, the position, all, all all of that. Would it be anyone else? Realistically, no, no. I mean, heading into the SEC, that's the one area of this roster that you're most concerned about because you're going to have the most turnover on the offensive line, sure, but. You've got a decade's worth of Bill Biedenbow to know that he's going to be able to cobble something together and you won't have to think twice about it. So defensive line, especially defensive tackle, is the main area of concern. And, gosh, wouldn't that be the most wonderful redemption arc of all time if 15, 16 months after he left Oklahoma at the altar on signing day, DJ Hicks was a Sooner after all? <laughs> oh, man. I would revel. <laughs> I will. Hey. You are, you guys already know what the open to to locked in is that day uh, when it happens. DJ DJ Hicks Day, David Hicks Day. I, I'm redeeming myself. Okay, we're redeeming ourselves here. If it happens, David Hicks Day will be the uh, opening to the show. That one, but I'm not going to say it before. I'm not going to claim it before. We'll see if he hops in the portal or not. But at some point, man, you don't want to be like the last guy standing at Texas A and M. 
after several of your teammates and a lot of big time contributors are hopping in the transfer portal. You know, like at what point do some of these other guys who aren't in the portal say, well, I really don't want to be the only one left and be facing a terrible season right in front of us coming up next year. I better hop in the portal and see my options as well. Yeah, once that ball gets rolling downhill, man, it is tough to stop. Sooner Gary points out, to be fair, Muleshoe didn't say that elite talent can't be recruited to OU. He said he couldn't recruit elite talent to OU. Turns out that he was correct, but omitted that he can't recruit elite talent anywhere else. I think he massively overestimated um, himself. Himself, yes. And the USC job as as well. California's still a it's still a power state, but it's not in the top three anymore. I think it's number four. I think the state of Georgia has surpassed California in terms of blue chip prospects. Just go look at the numbers. And the way that Oregon's recruiting in California and some others as well, USC's just not not owning the state and not owning the West Coast like he thought that they would when he took that job. So I think he misevaluated that, amongst some other things, uh, pretty significantly as well. We'll keep an eye on the portal. Uh, again, no one outgoing in, in the past few days for OU. Uh, they continue to send out offers, but they get Spencer Brown. Get Spencer Brown, 25 starts at Michigan State. And, and really, like we barely talked about it. It was more of a story last night. That's, that's a big deal for Bill Biedenboe this early on in the portal cycle to get an offensive line and I know it's essentially a one-year rental, but with that much experience going into the SEC, that's that's a nice that's that's a nice one to get for yeah, sure. Check the receipts, folks. Bill has kind of cleaned house in the portal the last few years between Guyton, Mattier, Walter Rouse, Chris Murray, Spencer Brown. He's had a good run. It's a nice option to have for someone that started that many games at the uh, at the P five level and where you're going next year. All right, the rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.